0: Please welcome to the show our next guest. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein and with me in the booth today for a very special presentation of Not So Live from Asteroid G is my interview guest, Ms. Metroid. Hey, how's it going over there?
1: I'm doing pretty well. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. You uh, tend to just go by Ms. Metroid online, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't really have any other nickname (laughs) or moniker outside of Tess being my name that I reference myself as.
0: Excellent. Okay, so I want to make sure. So, I know you from the Final Fantasy Randomizer community, although you aren't actually a Final Fantasy Randomizer person. You're one of the first people I've had on the podcast that is outside that community for the most part. you, You are the community's speed gaming representative. So mostly I think of you as a speed gaming person, and I think that would be accurate, correct?
1: Yeah, that's that's fairly accurate. I haven't actually played the original Final Fantasy game since I was a child, let alone the randomizer. So I'm kind of just there to enjoy the ride with you guys. You're a great community, and, and there's a lot of really awesome people that I met through there. So it's it's been really great to be a part of that, even just as a regular person, not just because of speed gaming.
0: Oh, I like that. I guess my question, my first question for you is what drew you to speed gaming? I am going to guess somehow it is Metroid related.
1: Actually, it was, um, it was a link to the past that got me into it originally. Really? Um, yeah, I started streaming. I can't remember 2016, 2017, and I would just play like original games. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything about randomizers. And then I kept having people come into my chat and saying, hey, have you played the random raiser? Hey, have you done this? And then ended up on speed gaming, watching some of the, I think it was the 2017 Key Sanity tournament. Um, I started tracking, commentating, and then just getting more involved and and helping out with a bunch of the things on their end. And then they brought me in as a full-time staffer.
0: That's pretty cool. So I'm... Oh, Link to the Past, um, I'm assuming you played that as a kid before getting back into it for your streams and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Zelda as one of your the series you rather enjoy then?
1: Yeah, probably in the top five, at least. Um, Zelda, Metroid, Final Fantasy, those all kind of are in the, the top groups of games that I've played. Um, but it's been a long time since I played anything other than the latest Final Fantasy, so... That's that's on my to-do list to go through all of the Final Fantasy games.
0: I think that might be on a lot of people's to-do list. You go and you look at them and go, my God, that's a lot of games.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) Especially once you start getting Game 2 of 10 or Game 2 of 12 or, you know, I mean, how many are there? Like 16 Final Fantasy games?
0: Uh, There's 15, uh, 13 if you don't count the online ones, which I tend not to because uh, that's an even bigger rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: Yeah. That's one that I've been into, so I understand that too. It's a big hole. It's a deep hole.
0: Yeah, massive online multiplayer RPGs. That's just that's that's something that you get into, and then you come up for air like three months later and go, "What the hell did I do? Where was I?" Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yep. Very familiar feeling.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, with speaking of the games you like, and obviously Metroid, what? prompted you to take that as your name is that like your top game series you like or what's going on there
1: yeah um ever since i was a kid as soon as i found out that samus was a girl i was like that's that's badass i want to be strong and i want to be like independent and i want to be able to do things for myself and not necessarily you know be the princess peach that always needs to be saved sorry peach you're awesome too but samus is always just like drawn me in I don't know and not that I'm necessarily like a strong person physically and maybe that's the one thing that I'm always just kind of like you know she has heart she's got you know brains it's not all just about being you know a muscle person or strong physically mm-hmm. that uh, you can be smart and also kick ass at the same time and you know there weren't any like female leads in video games when these games were coming out so to find out that it was a girl and she's kicking ass. And she doesn't have to be part of a team. It's always just stuck out as, like, a really great role model. Um, and the games are all awesome and fun. And I always like that exploring and, you know, platformer type of game that that makes it so that it's, it's accessible and fun. And it's not too difficult. There are always ways to, you know, get more health or get more ammo or get more skills and stuff like that to help you beat the game. Or... You can do it at a low percent and make it more difficult for you.
0: Yeah, I'm not that good at those kinds of games. I mean, (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The Metroid games are like, I love the Metroidvania genre, but the Metroid games themselves defeat me.
1: Yeah, they can be a little intimidating, especially if you're not used to that type of play. Yeah. style but i mean i grew up playing metroid i have my original metroid 2 cartridge for the game boy hell yeah um that i've had since i was a kid and and i love all of the metroid games including of their m
0: i was i was gonna go pick to all that the one. I i was <laughs> well like i watched speedruns of it and the gameplay looks okay i mean it's it's not yeah. bad but I guess I I bump up against the story of that one. Not only like the condescending general that's in charge of everything, but also the fact that he's like, you have these implements, but for no real good reason, we're not going to have you use them. And you being a strong, silent bounty hunter who can take care of yourself is just going to listen to us for some reason.
1: Well, she has immense respect for him. He used to be her commanding officer. And so... She's not just going to be like, well, I'm just going to blow holes and go past you guys. You know, she has a lot of respect for him. She, supposedly, like she used to date his younger brother or something like that. I don't know if that's anything true. It's just things that I've read in the rumor mill on, you know, the <laughs> Internet that can create any story that it likes.
0: Um, canon.
1: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like it doesn't surprise me at all. And there's a lot of other things about the game that people don't like. Like uh, when she meets Ridley in the game. She kind of has like a, an emotional breakdown, like an adverse reaction to seeing him again, because this is literally like the eighth, ninth, tenth time that she's gone up against this, you know, space dragon. Seemingly
0: immortal um, character,
1: right? And it's immediately following the events of Super Metroid, so it's after the Baby Metroid that she's had several interactions and everything with. And it, it, like I, I don't, I don't see it as a weakness. I see it as something like PTSD. And I don't think that's something that people should take lightly or to dismiss that easily. Um, I, that's how I see it, as my perspective of the game, is that it's it's trauma. And so she has this moment where she's kind of flashing back to everything that she's been through with Ridley. And I, I don't see it as a weakness. I see it as a real life thing. And I, I appreciate Nintendo for putting it in.
0: I mean, you've given me a new angle on that game. I will go back and I will analyze it again based on that. Yeah. That's, it, yeah. That is I an think, interesting take on that.
1: I think the way that the gameplay works out as far as like the controls and everything, visually it's it's great because it mm-hmm. gives you the the feel sometimes in certain areas of having that side scroller because you do move left and right, but you also have some of the 3D rooms and, and the open areas that you can explore. I think that they've done excellent with the, the skills in the game. I even like the the, it's like the deflect or like the combat moves where you can like jump out of the way of a missile. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool because I think that Samus in real life would probably be able to do a lot more stuff like that rather than being so limited to two two dimensions and things like that. So I appreciate the game for having a, a more real combat effect.
0: So since we're, we're talking about like the various Metroid games that some fans might have a grudge against, Uh, Where do you fall on the the divide between AM2R and Samus Returns?
1: I'll always love the original. Uh, Like I said, I have the original cartridge still, but AM2R is a beautiful game. It's brilliant. It has challenges, you know, that once you get to the end and you have all of the Omega pirates and stuff that you have to go through, the Zetas and everything, it really is quite fun and challenging. I love the way that they incorporated all of the same feelings from the original Metroid 2. Um, but I never played the the DS one, the the other one that Nintendo actually released on the 3DS. I don't actually have a 3DS, so I couldn't play it, but I've seen it at GDQ and ran through a different speedruns and stuff. And it just seems so janky. Like they didn't put full effort into that remake. And so I've just I haven't had any interest at all in playing it. But I cool. love AM2R. I thought it was brilliant and fun the few times that I played it.
0: And I like the fact that somehow the fans have managed to continue supporting it, you know, on the down low.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know,
0: shh. <laughs> we don't talk about that, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, Thank few, you, internet. Oh, yeah, no. Nothing really ever dies on the internet. No. <laughs> yeah, the few times I've seen Samus Returns in action, it's it's always the finding a way to go out of bounds here or there mm-hmm. or whatever and like the speed runs for the standard metroid games before that don't really rely well at least not the the 2d ones don't really rely right. on that the prime games are something else altogether yeah yeah
1: i do know that there are certain ways that in super metroid using the x-ray scope that you can go out of bounds and kind of like get behind layers in the game a little uh-huh. bit um, but it's, it's a lot more difficult to, to do. It's pretty frame perfect and it really only helps you in a certain areas. Um, obviously it kind of has the same way that you can like get to the Triforce room and the link to the past without having to kill anybody. You can do something similar in Super Metroid where you can get to Tori and, and, uh, stuff like that without having to do anything, um, So yeah, there are ways to do it. It's just, you're ruining the fun at that point. (laughs) You're not playing the game.
0: (laughs) That's kind of how I felt about the various Metroid Prime uh, speedruns too, where they're like, okay, so we're going to bounce out of this hallway and go run along the top of the entire world and not see anyone or do anything. Like, are you even playing the game at that
1: point? Right. I kind of feel that way about a lot of speedrun strats. I don't personally do too many overworld glitches or anything in any kind of game that I run, just because I feel like... It's, it ruins the nostalgia for me, and I'm such a I'm 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 a big fan of that sort of stuff. So I I try not to do too many glitches um, in any game that I play. So
0: yeah, the uh, I love the Castlevania series. So the Metroidvanias for that are among my jams. And the seeing the out of bounds that people do to get through the game fast, I'm like that takes a lot of technical skill and frame perfect tricks. But like you're not you're not seeing the game at that point. Right, yeah. Yeah. Which, there's a lot of heart and soul that go into a lot of video games, and I kind of want to see the artistry of it sometimes. So what is your favorite Metroid game, then?
1: I probably would have to be Super Metroid, just because it's the one that I've played so much. Um, It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And then... After that, the Fusion's Great Zero Mission is a perfect remake of the original Metroid with the additional storyline and everything that comes after that. Probably just the Game Boy games as a whole are really great. I think that Nintendo did did Metroid a great a great job with those games on that console. It was the perfect perfect little blend for the type of game that you want to play um on on the handheld consoles, so Definitely a big shout out to those. The Metroid Prime games are all also very, very good. Um, I, I like having that Chozo lore and kind of like the origins of where the powers come from and this the abilities that Samus has. I like that you kind of get that story. Again, it's like the nostalgia and the lore and things like that that I I always dive really deeply into. So Metroid Prime has that soft spot in my heart because of all of the the lore that comes with it. I really appreciate that.
0: So would you say you've been like a Nintendo fan for most of your life then?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We grew up with Nintendos in my household. Um, One of my fondest memories from a family home video is uh, watching my dad, who's just about to turn 80 next year. He's he's old fogey. Um, (laughs) Watching him play Duck Hunt on one of the original Nintendo Entertainment Systems that we had. Um, It's just... It makes me smile every time I think about it and how frustrating he got. And he's like, he's like this dog in this game is just, he's ruining everything for me. I can't ever hit the ducks. And the problem is, is that he had the the gun like right up against the TV. And you know that that doesn't really work, you know, (laughs) but he didn't know that. And obviously at that time, we probably didn't have any idea that it didn't work either.
0: Well, that dog's a jerk.
1: I know he is. He laughs laughs at me. What a bully.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the the one feature Nintendo needed to put in there was just the ability to shoot the darn dog. Aww. I think everyone tried that at least once.
1: At least. <laughs>
0: just get off the screen and let me get back to the ducks, guys. Come on.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nintendo is definitely probably... Between that and with the Super Nintendo having both the Sony titles, the Nintendo titles, things like that, I've it's it's always been a split between the two. PlayStation and Nintendo are the consoles that I've had consistently going through my life and so those kind of games have stuck with me a lot obviously pc gaming came later um and has now kind of dominated the field a little bit so there are quite a few metroidvanias or even just pc Mm -hmm. games and stuff that i that i enjoy as well it makes it easier to enjoy the classic games without having to own the consoles as well so who doesn't love video games
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) however you can play them let's just play them I will attest still having all of the consoles. It takes up a lot of space and they don't get plugged in. They're just kind of there because I'm like, yeah.
1: Mm, I don't want to
0: get rid of you, but <laughs> Yeah, no, the emulation on for video games and so forth has definitely helped to spread retro gaming and mm-hmm. allow it to stay going even after the systems and the carts have slowly started to die off over time.
1: Yep. Mm. Thank you technology
0: you do some good once in a while
1: yeah i love to look forward to the days when i can play other games from my past on computers so mm-hmm.
0: yeah just being able to go in there like the emulation is it's still catching up i know i know i watch some people who now emulate like ds and even trying to get 3ds going but it's it feels yep. jankier than the older systems were
1: i agree yeah they're a lot harder to emulate when you have the multiple screens and one of them's a touchscreen how do you emulate that on an on a computer screen that isn't a touch screen and so on and so forth i can throw a couple wrenches in the in the works there
0: especially when they're like okay now we're going to actually detect how much pressure you're putting on there and everything else you can't just use a mouse anymore
1: Yep, exactly and and the microphone gets used on some of those handheld games too because i know that like in phantom hourglass the legend of zelda game there's a couple torches that you have to actually blow onto the mic and it emulates Link in the game blowing out the fires and stuff like that, so it's really genius the way that they use some of those things to kind of encourage you to be more interactive with the game, and I like that.
0: We're just getting back around to like breathing into the microphone to like kill the pole's voice.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yelling at it blah <laughs> go away <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly
0: so i guess that, the, the the playstation and being being a fan of those as well that explains why you've kept up with the for a certain extent the final fantasy games for a while there mm-hmm. yeah because yep. since sony betrayed nintendo and wandered off and made their own system
1: i mean has, i don't blame them for that they had know. great content and they've obviously made titles that are doing them very 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 well so <laughs> there's no fault in what they've done and, yeah, and right. the, I, I even appreciate it because it allows them to have their own like content separately and maybe someday they'll collaborate again and we'll get something like another super mario rpg or god knows if we start getting more final fantasy characters in smash because I know we had cloud around or two or he was a special appearance kind of thing so yeah it could happen it could happen
0: I, I think that kind of cross collaboration is pretty cool I mean Square coming back over into the fold one way or another beyond just the occasional Crystal Chronicles would be lovely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Zodiac Age being re-released on the Switch, I guess, was another one. I didn't get get into that one, but I heard it was really good.
1: It's also one I haven't played.
0: There are so many Final Fantasy games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm usually just like the traditionalist. I just want to stick with the original games. I haven't played um, Crystal Chronicles Tactics Mm -hmm a couple other games like that that are like the side games that i haven't really delved into or played hardly at all if not any at all mm-hmm. actually
0: any interest in the what's probably going to be an eight-part remake of final fantasy 7
1: oh yeah absolutely i'm oh. kind of waiting because i've already played seven obviously mm-hmm. um i've watched some people go through the first chapter of the seven remake and it's beautiful. It's amazing how nice it looks. And like, like again, the nostalgia for me is just like, man, I kind of miss the blocky spikes oh. of Cloud's hair and everything. But I, I can definitely understand the reason for moving to a newer version mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. bringing a lot more of the story in, I think, is is appealing to me as well. I, I like the, the story and the context of a lot of the different characters and the way that they're connected. It's not something that I've played yet, but I'm trying to decide if I want to wait for the PlayStation 5 and more of the seven chapters, the remake chapters, to be released before I really start playing them because I kind of want to do like the full all way. of them back-to-back yeah. back, rather yeah. than like do one and then wait a year and do another and then wait a year, so... Yeah, they're someday schedule, i'll play it weird. yeah <laughs> i do have a playstation 4 but i don't know if i want to wait for the 5 to start playing 7 remake or if i start it on the playstation 4 i who knows i guess it really depends on how quickly they release the additional chapters and whatnot so well,
0: between between backwards compatibility and the very likelihood that they'll just re-release a version of it for ps5 anyway right. holding out may not be the worst idea
1: yeah, exactly. And I have so many PlayStation 4 games that I haven't even touched. So I have time to get through those. And even if I do upgrade to the PlayStation 5, I'll still be able to play those with that. But like I'm in no rush to go out and pre order or purchase the PlayStation 5 right You're, away or anything. So
0: you or me both, I'm still sitting on the Spider Man game that everyone says. Is yeah.
1: Product. I've played like an hour of it and and it was beautiful and it was fun. I was worried I would get um, issues with motion sickness while playing it. And Mm -hmm. when you're swinging on the web, Mm -hmm. it can kind of trigger that a little bit. But you have the ability to kind of control your speed and and the rotation of the camera. So there is a way to kind of slow it down so that it doesn't affect me too much. I have a hard time with that in some first-person shooter games Mm -hmm. that... uh, emotions if like if the environment is moving and the screen bobs as i'm walking and my arms are moving at the same time it's it's a lot of motion and movement that really messes with my head and makes me feel sick but yeah it doesn't uh, happen I've... too often fortunately overwatch is the worst for me on that
0: that is a game that i tried to get into and i just i couldn't i i, I guess i have issues getting killed by 12 year old griefers over and over again
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's true I mostly have just ever watched anybody play it. I haven't played it myself. I just know that if I were to try, I wouldn't be able to play very long because of the way that it moves. it's mm-hmm. it's too fast paced and everything kind of blurs mm-hmm. and that gives me a massive headache. so I can't even watch people play it for too long.
0: Yeah yeah, that's fair No that's that's absolutely fair. but you do you do play other I guess 3d style games and on mm-hmm. your PC because I have noticed that on a fairly regular basis you're working your way through the witcher. The third one. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. I have actually, through this whole year, have started playing all of the Witcher games. Ah. Um, I started with the first one, finished the first one, then I watched the Netflix show, and then I played the second one, and I am i don't know how far I am in the third one. Uh, okay. I got. I got <laughs> it's my first two... time playing it, I couldn't tell you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I got two hours in, but I played it on console, and the console edition is in case anyone was curious absolutely wretched so, oh no <laughs> yeah no uh i got it for the six. was it 360? i didn't think it was the one i yeah, it's somewhere on my shelf but it um it's basically a load loading simulator so you get into yeah. a conversation and it loads and then you pick oh an no. option and then it loads and then someone oh talks no. and, oh my god i got to the first tavern and i think that co- the first conversation with the bartender took a half an hour and i'm like nope i'm out god. i'm done <laughs> And yes. that was after it installed itself. I'm like, what is going on with this game? I wow. I keep needing to go back and give it another try because I hear the PC version is good.
1: Yeah, it's it's been flawless for me to play any of the Witcher games on on Steam. Um, honestly, it's it's been probably one of my most enjoyable PC gaming experiences. I don't know how it is that um cd project has made these amazing games and not had more recognition for it i'm very excited about cyberpunk 2077 oh yeah but i will probably be one of the people playing that later Mm -hmm. um, after its release i have a little bit of a backlog um once i finish witcher i'm going to play through the ori games which i haven't played yet um and then the la mulana games after that
0: ah you do have a backlog
1: yes yeah (laughs) there's a couple games in between each of those that i want to play but they're just a little shorter platformer type of stuff so
0: no that that cyberpunk game pretty much had me sold when it said they had keanu reeves on board and i got Mm. the art for it i'm like well this looks like i have some professional content going on i will yeah i will probably do what i do with every video game and wait a couple months so you know we're not playing the beta test live at that point right yeah
1: yeah i agree and
0: Game makers are bad about that at this point.
1: I agree. Yeah. The quicker release dates, they'll perfect it after it's in production. Oh, sure. Yeah. Patches. Womp womp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're their beta test at this point. Why do they even yeah. have game testers now? Like, ugh. So the The Witcher TV show, I did cover that on my website. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Um, I was entertained. I agree with the, uh, the popular opinion that the timelines and the way that they kind of switch back and forth between that could have been handled a little bit better. Um, there were a couple aha moments while I was watching the show that I was like, oh, OK, now I finally understand like the difference in this time versus that time. And yeah. then by the time you get to the end, you're like, everything now makes sense and I yeah. get it. Um, yeah, I, so I it,
0: actually I was intrigued by that. I kind of liked the time. Of, I know it's, yeah, it's not something. that takes you for really. a ride. It's
1: it's yeah. like, it's kind of like a roller coaster a little bit. You uh-huh. you get those like those light bulb moments, and then you're like, oh, okay, now this makes sense. I didn't mind it at all, really, and I thought that it was kind of something to keep you paying attention, because then you're like, okay, wait, no, the clothing here is different than it was here, and you can kind of tell like their faces. There's aging and stuff that's, it's subtle, but if you're paying attention and you're watching, you'll pick up on it. And I don't think that for me, it didn't detract from the story too much. Um, But I do think that at least playing the first game is really important because you kind of get an introduction to the characters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you're not quite like, well, who is this person and how do they know each other? That sort of thing. Um, The only thing that I compared to the games from the show... Is the look of a couple people, I'm just kind of like, well, I probably would have chosen a different person for that. But um my understanding is that they're sticking closer to the books rather than the games. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense at the same time that they're doing that as well. So yeah. yeah. I don't fault the show for any reason. I think it was beautifully cast. The the action in it is is amazing. The sword fight, sword play, and stuff like that is is top notch. Um definitely would recommend checking it out if if you have a netflix account and you don't mind you know some gore because heads get chopped off but that's in the game too so if you yeah. played that you're prepared i hope
0: i mean if you like witcher it's 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 part right for the course there. No. <laughs>
1: that's just Geralt for you <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised by that
0: uh no i like the i like the multiple timelines i don't think that that's a trick they can pull off twice though i think they're gonna have to tell a more linear storyline moving forward at this point yeah
1: i think if they do any kind of like timeline changes they should have it separated per episode so you have like an earlier like Hmm. earlier episodes are kind of like the earlier part of the story and then later in the season if you change it up and and kind of like say you know like 10 years later okay maybe not that many years but (laughs) even just like because as i understand it they're going to do a little bit of like origination story for Geralt in the next mm. season so they'll probably have a little bit of timeline shifting again but it could just be like the first episode is like the origin story of Geralt introduces more witchers and stuff like that and then it kind of moves into Ciri being trained at Caramoran yeah. and stuff like that which is how the third game plays the first yeah. time you start in Witcher 3 you're you you're in kind of like a a memory mm. and so they could do something like that I think it would work out okay.
0: Yeah, I got through that portion of that game. That was actually pretty good on its own. It was only yeah, it was Geralt a good little through.
1: tutorial, introductory yeah. kind of thing. It was really great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was just once Geralt took over, and I actually had to start talking to people. I should have just been yeah, exactly. talking <laughs> to people. Yeah, <That's> what...
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that you have to talk to people in those games. Uh, the the dialogue and the the conversations that you have are very, very important. Seems so. So out of you that game talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so branching out farther afield, since we've talked about video games and video game related stuff for a while, what are other interests of yours?
1: Um, I I love movies and TV shows and music. Um, pretty much, like, if, if there is a subscription service for any kind of streaming thing, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, I probably have it. Um, there's like me talking about my video game backlog, there's even more of a backlog for movies and TV shows and things that I am dying to watch and I just never have time. And then of course I'm like, well, I could just wait and binge watch everything once all of the seasons are released and then a a new series pops up and I'm like, okay, I could I could watch this after this one, and then it's just it's a never ending game of oh, yeah, yeah. of winning or losing, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's a, that's a real trap right there. It is, yeah. You, you're like, I'll wait for this, and then you wait like seven seasons. You're something going. Well, that's like eighty episodes. I don't have yeah. time for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're like, well,
1: I agree. I'll, I'll
0: just I'll just wait until someone else says that I should watch it. And maybe they'll get me into. No, no, that's that that's a pit you never escape from. <laughs>
1: I will watch shows and movies based on a recommendation sooner than I would without. So if anybody does say something like, oh, this show is really great or I like this series, you should watch it. I think you'd be interested into it. That's about the time where I'll like shift it up in the list. And it kind of changes the priority on things. And there are a bunch of shows that I'm just like, man, I know nobody else really watches this. And I think it looks really interesting, but I don't know if I want to invest the time in it and find out that it sucks.
0: Oh, i'm curious so, what is on this list of yours because i watch everything i am sad and watch everything what do you got yeah
1: for? um well i'm finishing up the most recent season of peaky blinders which okay. is a bbc show that's yep. um has a partnership with netflix they release it on netflix after it airs originally in bbc it's a show about the irish mafia after world war ii um there's a lot of real life characters and real life situations in history that happen. And they kind of, it's kind of like a historical fiction a little bit where they bring in historical facts and events that happen and they tie in this family. That's like this Irish mafia mobster group. And it's so good. The acting is amazing. The music in it, there's a bunch of covers of um, like rock songs and stuff that they've had this these groups come in kind of like, um, what's that, that there's a jukebox performance group on YouTube where they take current songs and they kind of turn it into like a 1920s, 1930s, like swing music or Uh like old jazz tunes and stuff like that. And they'll do covers of these songs. And it's just like that, where it's like, you might hear Paint It Black by, you know, Hmm? God, the band name is escaping me right now. Yes. But then it's like redone in this like mafia, like like kind of darker tone that, I mean, painted blacks already kind of dark, but, oh um, (laughs) and so it it creates this like familiarity with it. And the way that the the show is done is, is brilliant. The dialogue is smart. The acting is great. The cast is amazing. Um, so yeah, that's one that I would definitely recommend
0: yeah that day the music music thing was something that uh westworld also did that yeah like covers of that on the player Mm -hmm. piano which i thought was really kind of cool
1: yeah that's that's another show where uh, i actually think that the the composer for westworld did the same music for witcher
0: yeah i think so
1: um and that's the such a such a great Hmm. guy that that does a lot of that um He's, but,
0: I, I, like, I know his name when, like, I read it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Westworld guy, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. most people's names I suck with. The only one I can remember who's another composer for TV shows is Bear McCreary, who did, like, um, Black Sails and a bunch of other songs, and it's just because the name Bear McCreary just stands out in your head. His first name is Bear.
1: So... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, my God, Black Sails, a shout-out to that show, because that show is oh, top-notch. Yes. I mean... I had an issue with the fourth season. I got, hmm. It got was a little drawn out, but the the show overall is amazing. That's like. That's like what I wanted Pirates of the Caribbean to actually be like. It's like an adult version of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's pretty much the best way that I can describe it. And I recommend it to anybody who watches it because that opening song. Yes. Seriously stirs my heart so much. It Just like, I just want to like, oh man, such a great opening tune.
0: Yeah, that with the 3D visuals that look like marble and it's, oh man. That right there sold me on the show. I'm like, I will watch however many seasons you guys produce of this just for this opening alone. It's so good. Yep,
1: yeah, big agree. That's that's an amazing, amazing show. Um yeah. I would recommend it to anybody. So yeah. Was there it's anything another great on your one. list
0: that you were like thinking about watching but hadn't gotten around to yet?
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of things. Um I haven't started Altered Carbon. I needs to well i guess i actually did finish sherlock um i keep thinking there's like me. one more episode that's it. yeah i finished yeah. breaking bad another one that yeah, is definitely that awesome. highly recommended for me it took me a long time i had a hard time getting into it after one of the main characters dies and then the way that it happens i was so angry with one of the characters in the show over it yeah. that i was just like i can't watch this right now
0: i think i know what you're talking about yeah i get you
1: yeah 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 i don't know
0: no, no i i get you i get you <laughs>
1: <laughs> without um, going into
0: spoilers although i totally do spoiler like that show is yeah. what almost a decade old at this point spoilers are yeah. fine but yeah right
1: um
0: <laughs> no yeah I, I i sat through two seasons of altered carbon and the anime and i will admit even with having uh God, what's his name anthony mackie come in for the second season and that made it better that show just still didn't hook me I, I think I watched it out of like requirements for my website and that was a mm-hmm. bit. yeah, but no breaking bad, breaking bad. I loved, I even sat through El Camino, which was kind of okay.
1: Yeah. I, I was hoping for something more than what, what I got with El Camino, but yeah. it was still, it was, it was a nice redemption arc and, and like that, at least tying up some loose ends and kind of finalizing characters, placements and the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, they might still do something else with it. I don't know. They yeah, they did so well, it. and it was so well received originally that I, if they decided they wanted to do something more with it, that would be great.
0: Well, there's a lot of love for it because Better Call Saul is still going, and that show is fantastic too.
1: Yeah, I didn't really like Saul in, in Breaking no. Bad, so I don't. I have less of an interest to watch that show, though I've That's, heard it's good. I yeah, just the way
0: they <laughs> do it. It's 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 entirely about the way they do it. Because I will agree with you, Saul on his own was really irritating but yeah. the characters they build around him and the way they're doing his arc is really intriguing.
1: Yeah, what's what's the, um, the old man that's also in the show that's like the bodyguard? Is it Mike?
0: Mike. That's what's well, yeah. his character's name. Yeah, he's on it. Yeah. He's fantastic.
1: I was going to say, I, I would watch it Knowing that Mike is in it because it's Mike, not because uh-huh. of Stahl or anybody else. That's oh, yeah. he was one of my favorite characters on the original show. So,
0: and he has such a like. I think I've seen four seasons of the show now because I guess that's what they're up to. And Mike has such a great arc through all of it.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'll think about watching it. There you go. Yeah, so, get, get, I'll give get, it a try. To his... I'll give it a try. There
0: you go. It's, it's on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just cue it up.
0: Yeah, I do that a lot. Just, okay, yeah. I'll just watch a couple episodes and see, and then eight episodes have gone past. You're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm watching. And you're
1: like, oh, this is halfway into the second season now. What have I done with my weekend?
0: <laughs> All the best things from the sound of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty crazy.
0: Uh, so, movies, since you mentioned them as well, and I'll just touch upon anything that we've discussed. Uh, what movies you like? What favorite movies? You got a genre? You got specific ones you like? Just just go from there.
1: No, I don't have a... um. Every movie ever made, I love. Wow. Okay, maybe, maybe not really, but like every time I watch a movie, I rarely have anything negative to say about it. I'm I'm such a cinephile that I will watch probably any movie and I rarely have anything bad to say about any movie that I've seen. Um, I, I, I could create a, a list of movies that I've seen and that would probably be the list of movies that I like the most. Um, (laughs) I don't really like if anybody were to say to pick like a top 10 movies I would probably just have to go with like the first 10 that I could think of because I've seen so many movies and there are so many movies that I love and all for different reasons like if you were to say like favorite composer I could be like hell yeah like I could go with John Williams I got Hans like there's so many different things even just to pick favorite actors or actresses that's like an impossible task for me. That's I I love movies.
0: I mean, I yeah. knew we needed to be friends, and apparently, yeah. this just cements it for me right here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Movie lovers I, unite. Yeah, I have
0: my my, my wall on one of my living room is taken up by blockbuster bookshelves that I bought when they went out of business, and it is nice. populated by three thousand DVDs.
1: Wow, that's that's Insane. a lot more than I have. But <laughs> I, I, I have a, a pretty I impressive media library. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I worked. I worked at a video store, and it just it it got in my blood. I guess is all it was. And I mean, well, you know, that's it. you're done. Collecting for 20
1: hours. Exactly. Never done. It's never done. right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You, it's over. Like you, you've lost the game because now you have to have this, you know, obsession and this hobby. You. And you want to watch everything, and so y- it's over. Yeah. You're yeah. lost. It's the end of the. It's the end of the road.
0: I mean, for me, I will. I mean, I I can I can trash on movies. I if you go and read the website, which I encourage anyone yeah. listening to the podcast to do. I have plenty of movies that I have been critical of because it's like you want the the movies you watch to be good, and when they're not good, it's not that you want to hate on them. It's just that you wish they were better,
1: right? And yeah. So but... I mean, I guess there are some movies that I could say I have disappointments in, or like the way that it ends. I'm like, wait, but there's like another hour yeah. of movie left right like this isn't done there has We're to be more it. yeah yeah you, yeah <laughs> so but then you also get things like you, you know like the third lord of the ring movies that has six different endings oh. in the same movie so i guess that kind of even things up a little bit sometimes
0: yeah or the hobbit movies where you're like well that was a giant disappointment
1: oh <laughs> wow i, I love the hobbit movies
0: i like i liked the rank and bass animated ones better unfortunately mm. yeah that's what no, I, I watched uh, I watch the the Peter Jackson ones and I'm like I see what you're going for and I understand the limits you were under, but I really wish you guys could have like taken it back by about a film or so and just really focus on the what was working.
1: Uh, I loved them. Oh, I watch wow. them every year, like wow. around New Year's. I watch all three Hobbit extended DVDs and then also follow that up with the Lord of the Rings DVDs. Are the extended that's ones of those. Two? Yep. Yep. That is. Usually like... over whatever time I have off from work over New Year's, that's that's I just throw it on in the living room. I don't necessarily always sit and watch uh-huh. all of it, but I have it playing all weekend that's for like all 24 vacation. hours of
0: walking right there.
1: 22 <laughs> movies or 22 hours of movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's about that's... as long as it took me to drive from Utah to Chicago for a vacation. So No
0: kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's that is that is quite the drive you went
1: through. It was great. I was all alone. I got to play my music as loud as I wanted. I got to yeah. listen to whatever music I wanted. I didn't yeah. have to cater to somebody else sitting in the car. Yeah, okay, just drove that's what we're all about. through the yeah. night and yeah, it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> that's that's entirely valid. I'm just trying to think of any movie series I'd want to pop on and watch the entirety of start to finish. Like even movie series I really like, like Star Trek. I'm sitting there going, Ooh, I don't know. I need no. a break in there.
1: I I have no issue with that. I could watch all of the Harry Potter movies, Lord of the Rings, Hobbits. Like I could go through and watch full on seasons of a show that I watched before. Game of Thrones. Sit me down for a week. I'll watch it.
0: How do you feel about the last season? Nah. Okay. There we go. So we have found something I, else that's a disappointment. At least okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, like I I still enjoyed it. And again, there are things where I'm like. This isn't really an ending for me. There's gotta be more. I'm just yeah. looking forward to the books at this point. Yeah. Um, but considering, you know, the way that they they had to end it eventually. And it would have been great if they pushed it to two seasons and made it nine instead of eight. Yeah. But I get that, you know, they wanted to move on to other projects. Even probably the actors were like, is this gonna be like the rest of my life? How long am I gonna be doing this? So I don't, I don't blame them for. It happening, I just wish that they could have done, done it, D- given it it's due, yeah. Des- yeah, just desserts, you know. I mean, like, yeah. finish it properly instead of doing it so rushed. But, yeah, who knows and I, think that's, I mean,
0: that was my big issue, too. It's like, I get the story beats you're going for, it's just that the way you set them up
1: over these yeah.
0: eight or 12 episodes that you want to call your last couple seasons doesn't quite play it the way it should be,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to seen a a slope of like the dissension to to madness that Daenerys seemed to be going through, rather than like the steep plunge that we got. And like a light switch, yeah. And so, like something with that, I I'm just kind of like, damn! I really wish she could have taken more time to do this properly. But it it did what it needed to do. They got the point across that they needed to, and unfortunately. There is no more Arya story, and that's where my heart breaks because yes. no. yeah. she's my favorite.
0: I, I it, You watch that ending, and you're sitting there going, so now we get a spin-off of her just going and traveling right. off to the West? And
1: <laughs> Right. Where's Arya's season? Let's yeah. go. So her
0: <laughs> just being a pirate? I would watch the hell out of that for five yeah, exactly. years. Exactly,
1: <laughs> Exactly. Bring her into the Black Sails universe.
0: <laughs> oh, now you see, now <laughs> I'm on
1: board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we've gone through all the major things that we've come up with at this point. I, was there anything you want to talk about? Anything else that occurred to you?
1: Um, I do want to tell people that if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely 1000% go watch Hamilton. That's okay. my latest obsession.
0: Yeah, that, that, I think for once you and I have hit upon something where I'm going to have to hard disagree with you on that one because I, I tried and I couldn't get into it. But, in fairness to me, and I'm not judging you for your like of that, because I have sisters that enjoy the hell out of it. I'm just not a musicals person, and I'm not well, a that's person. Well, yeah, that's so, fair. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the only one thing that I usually say is that it's like, while it is a musical, it's it's not like your classic, like almost opera-like sing-song-could-put-you-to-sleep musical. This is like hip-hop. It's like 80s, 90s hip-hop. It's not like rap of the current time. Um, it's smart, it's witty, there's some really great zingers in the show that, like, you can't help but laugh. Some of the best performances that I've seen, even in film, are on this stage. And the first time I watched it, I cried, like, the entire time that I watched it. And this was only, like, two or three weeks ago. So ever since then, I've watched, like, interviews and listened to all sorts of Articles and discussions just this past weekend, they had a fundraiser and they had like a cast questions and answers kind of thing with the original Broadway crew. It's just so smart and it's relevant. And I think that um, if you have any interest at all, Alexander Hamilton is one of the most under discussed people in the entire world for everything that he did for the United States. Um, It just brings so much great story his it's such a unique story the the life of Alexander Hamilton he died as one of the youngest four founding fathers of the country and his story never gets told because he died so young and you know everybody else lived and got to have long lives and everybody knows their stories pretty much but kind of Hamilton gets left behind so it's a great story it's a great performance
0: Patriotic musical, I think of, of course, is uh, 1776, and that's all yeah. Ben Franklin and uh, Thomas Jefferson and, of course, John Adams. John Adams being the lead character, basically, of that whole right. thing. And you're, you are right. the um, We do have an emphasis on certain figures from that time period, and others kind of get overshadowed.
1: Yeah. Hamilton is great. Um, I like 1776, mm-hmm. but... Ben Franklin and John Adams are only mentioned in Hamilton. They don't even have somebody playing the roles. Yeah. And so it's it's like that's how much they wanted to really focus on the story of Hamilton, Washington. Jefferson's there. Madison's there. Uh, but a lot of people don't even know who, like, John Lawrence is, who um, very much about Lafayette, Marquis de Lafayette, who was one of the integral people who helped with the Revolutionary War. And just a lot of these people kind of just people know their names, but they just, they don't know anything about them. And so it's just, it's such a good story. I can't, I can't, I can't sing its praises enough. If you can get through a musical, you should definitely watch it because it's, it's like all I can talk about for the last few weeks. And it's, it's a really important time in our country right now. So I think it's really important for people to maybe study up, learn a little bit more about our nation's history, what people have done to fight for it. It's almost shocking how similar some of the fights that they were having back then mm-hmm. we're still having now. And so it just, it speaks to me very deeply. And I am trying to encourage people to watch it because I want people to have a broader view of change and what change can do for our country. So I Take think an it's important. In their government. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I I think that's entirely valuable right there. I I wouldn't normally dig into someone's political leanings although you did kind of raise it but I will say on my side of things I'm someone who's basically voted from the first time that I was allowed to. Um and yeah. to see people online are something going I don't see a point in it there's no like there's no reason to it doesn't change anything it's like it doesn't change anything cuz you're not voting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yep.
1: I know that that in the location where I live in Utah it's a lot harder for my vote to actually feel like it counts because of just the demographics and everything that are here it's not it's not like untrue it's very very true um we i'm kind of screwed with where i live but there yeah, are I'm other things that you can too, vote so. for that don't necessarily have to happen on a federal level you know take interest yes. in what's happening in your state and that can help change things for the yes. entire country um and and you know even if it doesn't Feel like you're making a difference. There are people who have fought and died for you in this country to have the right to vote so that you're not under some crazy, you know, communist leader or something like that. We are we are a democratic society. We do need to, you know, stand up for the rights that we do have and make sure that those rights are being maintained. So Mm -hmm. vote. Very important.
0: You raise a very valuable point there of the fact that the down ballot races are just as important, if not more so long term. Because yeah. that's, that, that creates the pool of people that will then filter upwards as well exactly. as controlling the state and the county and the city and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It doesn't have to be on a federal level. If you vote even just locally for your own area, the people who represent your city, the people who represent your county, the people who represent your state yep. can be changed based on what you want your community to be like, how you live, where you live. If you project that or, you know, make sure the people who are doing what you want are taking care of you are the people who are in leadership, then that moves upward. And then the state can change as the cities change, as the counties change. So Mm -hmm. and if you have kids, it's important to take a note of who's in your board of directors for your school councils. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be government, state government, It could just be like taking care of your city and the people around you and things like that. Take notice of what type of buildings are going up in your area. You know, look at different foundations that might want to do area cleanups or, you know, park maintenance that isn't getting taken care of things like that, that can just overall improve your entire lifestyle. It'll increase your property value. Like there's so many reasons to be involved locally for yourself that can help globally so it's important
0: uh, it it was something i liked when i went to vote yesterday did early voting here in indiana uh Mm -hmm. yeah i know Woo! (laughs) tried to avoid the coronavirus by going when i thought other people weren't going to go and then i ended up standing in line for two hours surrounded by people so yeah i did the
1: mail-in option because that's the safest right now
0: i would have if, if it was available here
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So if, if you can, that's yeah, the best. Thing exactly. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree that do what you can to stay safe. But no, just being there and like the number of people who are volunteers wandering through the lines and like talking about school board and how it was important to know, you know, who's who was on your school board and who you should be voting for and everything else. And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever been to vote where people even talking about the school board there's a big push to go down ballot for okay for the democrats i'll just i'll out myself um and just like actually (laughs) care about that because there was like a good decade or two where the democrats really only cared about president assuming that was the most important thing to worry about right you know trickle down or whatever you want to call it but no you got to start at the local level
1: Yep. And that's where you can make your biggest impact to where you'll notice that it's making a change. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you might feel like, okay, if we can make a change for just my city, why can't we do that for the county or for the state or for the nation as a whole? And so, even if you just stick locally, it'll help bolster what changes and and things you want made. Obviously, if, if you're not on the side of the Democrat and you have your own needs as a Republican, or if you have no affiliation at all, it's still very important to improve your own communities because it does help you with several other things in the long run. If you got kids, it helps improve their, their, you know, neighborhoods, the places that they grow up, um, school boards, everything like that can, can be changed. Um, even just like the shape of your neighborhood, if you have a park nearby and it doesn't get cleaned out or anything like that, maybe reach out, start checking to see if there's people that want to come and clean they just need volunteers and then at that point you could just volunteer yourself because you you yourself could be improving the area but i don't know i get people don't have enough time in the world to always do all of these things so yeah. but even if you donate 10 bucks that that makes a big difference yeah Yep. Yeah. it's
0: been political talk with miss metroid here on asteroid g yeah <laughs>
1: I try to keep that out of my stream and out of my Discord and everything just because I don't want anybody to feel non-inclusive. But as a person, if you were to ask me privately, then we could have a discussion about it.
0: I think I absolutely will because this, this in- intrigues me now. <laughs> and then we <laughs> yeah. can have a movie watching time at some point. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Discord <Yes>.
1: movie nights.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm all for that. I <laughs> I wouldn't say I have a backlog, but I literally have, you know, hundreds of thousands of movies out there I haven't seen that I feel like yeah. I need to see. Yeah,
1: and I I love rewatching movies that I've seen, so I have no issue with watching movies at all of any kind.
0: Very obvious holes in my like movie watching, just own personal history. Like for whatever reason, I've never gotten around to see Casablanca, and I know I should. I just I haven't.
1: Yeah, that's one of the classics. Got to see yeah, that.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like I've seen Rocky Horror, which is another classic, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen Casablanca. I feel like I'm unbalanced there.
1: Yeah, and, and I was gonna say those are very different sides of the spectrum there. Yes. Um, oh yeah. So the, oh, yeah. the balance would literally be quite <laughs> noticeable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be I'll be back on normal again at that point. Ah, you know? <laughs> yes,
1: yes indeed.
0: Well, we have gone just about an hour at that point, so I don't want to take up all your time today. Cool. But it's been a lot of fun chatting with you, actually. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. that was a good thing. That was fun. Yeah.
0: This has been not so live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Joined in the booth by Miss Metroid. I'm, I I appreciate you coming in. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was very very, uh, kind of you to offer or ask if I would be interested in, and I appreciate your time. And look forward to hearing you. it back on the pod.
0: Hell yeah.